Welcome to the Birding Life Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm your host on the podcast where we discover birds and the birders that pursue them. The Birding Life is proud to be associated with Shrobsky Optic, one of the world's leading producers of binoculars, monoculars, and spotting scopes, as well as the Bird Lesser bird logging app, Spot, Plot, Play a Pot. Download and install the app to play your part in social conservation. The Birding Life is a lot more than just a podcast. It's a multi-platform resource to connect birders with each other, amazing locations, the best resources, and obviously, where to find amazing birds. Head on over to our website, www.thebirdinglife.com, and be sure to sign up to our newsletter on the site so you do not miss out on any of the exciting things that are coming up. Be sure to follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, and please take some time to rate and comment on it. This is episode 20 of the Birding Life podcast, and today we are going to chat all about this year's virtual African bird fair hosted by BirdLife South Africa that is taking place online on the 5th of September. If you want more information, head on over to birdlife.org.za and click on the events tab. So today I want to welcome Judy Bailey from BirdLife South Africa, who will be telling us all about this year's bird fair. Julia, I want to welcome you to the show. It's really good to chat to you. I know we've been chatting over the phone and over email on that about the bird fair that's coming up. So I'm really excited to have a chat today. So before we chat about the bird fair, can you tell us a little bit about your birding journey? How does birding journey start for you? Um, yeah, thank you, Adam. And thank you so much for having me on your show. It's a, it's a very exciting opportunity. Um, so a bit of background to me. I, I've probably had quite a few different influences in my life um, in regards to the birding side of things. My first recollection is sitting on my, my grandmother's lap with a, a Robert's bird book and going for walks in her garden looking for weaver's nests. And that's grown. So I was very fortunate enough to travel extensively into the bush, particularly the low felt, where we've got a share in a game farm up near Hoodsprate. So obviously the birding is fantastic there and I had a lot of encouragement to get involved there. And then when I met my husband, he had a similar passion. So that just grew the through the, the bug bite per se. And we now choose our holidays around various birding spots in Southern Africa, which is always great. And that's um, also mainly to compete in a bit of a family challenge that we have going every year, where we, we try to have big years against my parents and my brother and sister-in-law. So it, it gives the competitive edge to it. And now naturally being part of BirdLife South Africa and the family there, my journey continues. And from there, it's, it's got a lot more insight into the conservation side of birding, which gives it a whole new experience. So it's really been part of my life since I was a, a lighty and hopefully will be so until the day I die, which is great. And I know you were speaking about the fact that you've had quite a journey. I know you were, I think, up in Botswana for a, for a while. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. So probably about two years ago, my husband and I decided we would like a bit of an adventure in life. So we did a bit of a 180 from our corporate lives in Joburg and went into the Okavango Delta to manage a safari lodge up there. And obviously there's some epic birding up there. Um, and just to be in the wildlife, in the conservation game up there was fantastic. And that's sort of how my, my journey with BirdLife South Africa started when I returned from Botswana and wondering what I was going to do with my life because I didn't think that I would go back into my corporate world. Um, so yeah, I started volunteering for, for BirdLife South Africa when I returned from the Okavango Delta. 
And I always like to find out this question. So what is your favorite bird? I've seen a lot of great things that I should probably put at the top of my list as my favorite bird. But in fact, uh, it's the Melba finch. So I think the I think it's the green-winged patilia now. Um, and the reason for that is because my nickname growing up or at school and even varsity was Melba. And not after the bird, but after the toast. But when I found that there was a, a bird named the Melba finch, it was... Uh, immediately one of my favorites and it's a, a beautiful little bird and I just love seeing it. So we over this month we are celebrating women in conservation and birding. Um, you obviously spoke about your journey from the corporate world ending up in Botswana and eventually volunteering and getting involved in BirdLife South Africa. So what what was the thing that attracted you to working in BirdLife South Africa? And I always ask this question because the thing is, when it comes to conservation, a lot of people almost go for, I always use the word, the sexy animals, the rhinos and the leopards and that. And what what was the attraction to getting involved in a bird conservation organization? Yeah, I think it was the, the passion for for birding itself. So I had that background as it was. And then the brand as a as a conservation brand, you know, BirdLife South Africa is world renowned. So to be associated with that is is first prize. Um, I just think they did a hell of a lot of, well, they do do a hell of a lot of great work, and I wanted to be a part of it. You sort of looked up at the at the scientists and the conservationists and the and the people that worked with BirdLife South Africa and sort of dreamed to be part of them. So to to just be able to have the opportunity to work side by side with them has really been a very fortunate opportunity in my life. Yeah, we've really been excited to work alongside BirdLife South Africa and we've had some really great guests from BirdLife South Africa. For example, Melissa Whitecross has been on one of the shows and um, I think conservation takes many different forms and what is your role at BirdLife South Africa and how do you see that fitting into the whole conservation side of things my my role at BirdLife South Africa is to assist with the marketing and fundraising side of things so I'm obviously fitting in with the I suppose the business operations rather than the conservation side per se but you know it's a critical function we need to be able to support our program managers and our conservationists in their work we need to be able to provide them with support to to do their important work um, so my role has typically been that. So a lot of the involvement in the social media side of things, some of the fundraising events that have happened, although those have definitely had to have, have had to take a, a bit of a change, but we can discuss that just now when we get to the virtual bird fair. So yeah, my role in, in conservation there is actually being able to support the scientists and the work that they do. If uh, we're not able to support them both financially and, and by creating fundraising and marketing and awareness, their, their role is a bit stunted. So that's how I, I view my role at BirdLife South Africa. And then what does a day in the life look like for Judy? Many, many different avenues and uh, tasks and roles. So a lot of it is preparing social media posts and various campaigns that have been going on. And uh, you've got to be quite proactive in these things, but... Uh, Recently, and probably as a, as, a, as a result of COVID, we've had to be quite reactive in it. So, for example, the Flock Down Post campaign that we initiated, we've now got the Return to Nature campaign going on. 
we are celebrating women this month so every day making sure that those posts for example are loaded and and sent out well and then uh, yeah investigating all sorts of avenues of fundraising and how we can assist um, looking at different opportunities of marketing ourselves um, whether it's being on a creative side and uh, curating content or whether it's just executing it so it's a it's really no no two days are the same for me um it involves various different meetings with collaborators it's a lot of networking and it's a lot of creativeness in, in generating ideas to to create i suppose campaigns and events and functions that would be able to support our scientists and then what was really exciting was is the new tv advert for birdlife south africa can you tell us a little bit about the tv advert that went out Yes, so that uh, I think it went out on Thursday, so we're very excited about it. We are extremely grateful to uh, DSTV. They've provided us with numerous slots and with a, a campaign that has really enabled us to get creative and to, to get our name out there. It's not often that you can uh, be seen on DSTV on all different channels in the upcoming months, so please do look out for us on the various channels. Um, and then the marketing committee of BirdLife South Africa put their heads together and created the, uh, I suppose, the, the hope. That is obviously the message we're trying to drive. It's been a very tough couple of months in South Africa with corona and COVID-19 being sort of at the forefront of it. And we just want to keep the message out there that regardless of what's happening internally with covid there's still nature that we need to be associated with and there's still hope out there in nature. And we, no matter what gets thrown at us, we are still working very hard to protect the environment that we live in um, and not let this disease or any such disease in the future come and, and interrupt our work and our goals of conservation. So yeah, it's a very exciting initiative that we've been able to execute. And we hope everyone does really enjoy just having a bit of peace and quiet on, on that break and that uh, in the adverts that do come across your screen. And then, in terms of marketing with BirdLife South Africa, I've always thought you guys are really cutting edge. I've always looked at the billboards and the those little clever adverts that go into some of the magazines. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that campaign? I know you partner with a, a different an organisation that helps you with those. There, can you tell us a little about the adverts that go up on the billboards and that? Yeah, so a lot of those are initiated by some of the members in the marketing committee. Um, Mel Tripp specifically is a bit of a, a headhunter or the, the spearhead of those campaigns. And then we partner with um, some marketing and, and digital advertising companies that assist us with, with taking our concepts and bringing them to life. Um, so we're very fortunate to have Flume um, on board they assist us with all of this and very witty and very uh, fun, I suppose, adverts that we can see on the billboards. It might uh, go over some people's heads if they're not used to, to birding and some of the, the terms. But for on the most part, I think they are incredibly clever. They are clean and cut and really catch the eye. So it's really great to have, as we say, we we can't do too much in life without having collaborative partners. So we're very fortunate to have Flume on board and various volunteers helping us in the marketing side to generate these things. And then with Women's Month, there's obviously a lot of 
emphasis around women and i know like like you already spoke about the fact that you guys are celebrating women in birding um i know bird life south africa as an organization is very active in this but i just want to ask you from your in your opinion how do you do you feel that birding is a welcoming environment for women in southern africa and the reason i ask this is from the outset i know there's a really there's lots of amazing women birders in south africa but there does seem to be a lot more men involved in birding than women. And is is birding a welcoming environment for for women? And are there things that possibly we need to look at to to make it a more welcoming a welcoming environment? Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating question. Um, I definitely think it's a welcoming environment. I mean, it's an activity that anyone can get involved in, all ages, all demographics, all genders. And, you know, I've never had any first-hand experience where I have felt unwelcome in any environment of birding. But I do think probably the popu- it's a popularity thing where it might have been generated more towards men than women. So this, there's a perception that it could be unwelcoming to women. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in my personal experience in terms of friends and family and all sorts, it's... Uh, it's been quite an equal balance between men and women getting involved in it. Although you do get the odd, the odd couple who uh, uh, some of the ladies don't quite understand how you can get in a car and go looking for a bird. And once you, you're trying to identify it, it flies off and we start again. I don't think they understand the concept of, of having a bit of patience and a bit of a challenge with, with birding and, and twitching even. But uh, I do think it is still welcoming to all women, all demographics, all ages, and it's a fantastic activity. It's also, you know, it's one of the the few activities in conservation or wildlife that's on your doorstep. So it's very accessible to anyone. You, You can sit in your home wherever you are and you have access to it. You know, it's not it's not like. Uh, going to go try find the big five or something like that we can do it from anywhere and right outside your doorstep so I think that's what makes it so appealing to uh, to all demographics to all genders to all ages that we can just get our hands on it as soon as we do walk out the door today's episode is made possible by one of our sponsors Quintasol accommodation and birding enjoy our spacious private birder friendly accommodation the heart of nature surrounded by lush indigenous trees and garden, where we have an abundance of bird life. You are able to enjoy our newly completed bird heights surrounded by rocks and water, making it easy to photograph that bird close up. Quintasol is situated in Imtanzini in KwaZulu-Natal, which is a conservancy that is full of lush indigenous trees and approximately 350 species of birds. We are proud to have two knowledgeable bird guides in our area that are trained by BirdLife South Africa. We offer either self-catering or bed and breakfast. For more info, please email info at quintasol.co.za. So why we had you on the show today was to chat about the African bird fair that's coming up in September. So can you tell us a little bit about a little bit more about what the bird fair is? Sure. So the bird fair has been going on for quite a while, hosted by BirdLife South Africa. Most recently, it's been held at the Walter Sisulu National Botanical Gardens up in Johannesburg. Um, And what it was, was a fair put on to showcase different exhibitors and presenters and to just build awareness around birding in South Africa, um, as well as Africa. And 
to give people and supporters the opportunity to showcase products, to give talks and for people to just network and interact with. So it was an annual fair and it still is an annual fair. It's just uh, had to take a, a bit of a change this year, obviously, as with most of our events in that we are unable to, to host it at the Botanical Gardens and have a big gathering. So we had to be quite reactive and think of ways of how we can bring a similar concept into the homes of individuals. And that is where the African Bird Fair now has turned into what we term the virtual African Bird Fair. So I've a lot of my birding friends who have been looking at the bird fair going virtual this year and people are like, how the heck is this going to work? So I know COVID, COVID-19 has changed so many different things. Can you give us a bit of insight? How is a virtual bird fair going to look? It's a, it's a very interesting topic and concept to try get across. Um, obviously, it's all very new to everyone, and although the technologies have been in place to do such a such a virtual concept or a virtual fair, we haven't had the necessity to do it. So now that we've got COVID-19, we have had to, uh, as I said, you know, be reactive and use technology to bring this to, to people's homes. But to convey that and to convey or to alter the mindset of individuals that we can produce a bird fair similar to that of a physical fair is quite challenging and different. So in essence, what we have done is taken... Uh, I suppose, similar concepts of the physical fair and had to put it onto an online platform. So we've been fortunate enough to partner with a South African company who are able to provide the technology for us to execute it. And the entire show is going to take place off a web-based platform. So it means that any individual is able to have access to this platform via their laptops or desktops or tablets or cell phones. And we'll be able to log in and access all our different content. And the, the content that we are providing is exactly the same as what we provided a physical show, just in a, I suppose, in an online or virtual manner. So we will still have presenters and talkers and speakers, um, different courses, different presentations, for example, as well as exhibitors being able to showcase their artwork or binoculars or bird clubs for example to showcase their membership options and uh, just in different variations and forms so what it entails now is people being able to log into the site and to navigate their way around the site just as they would at a, at a physical fair they would navigate around on an online platform to go listen to the talks that they want to hear to go attend the courses they want to attend to go visit the exhibitors they want to attend and to actually interact with the exhibitors, um, to ask questions at the different presentations, to, to view different auctions, for example, and to even enter different competitions and win prizes. So it's a, it's a lot of information that we are going to be providing with people, but it's a fantastic initiative. And what has really made it exciting for us is that the, in the past, the physical fair has been confined geographically to exhibitors and attendees from within Gauteng in itself, whereas now the, the limits, there are no limits as to who can attend and who can present. So we've really opened up the gates to, to both our audiences and our content providers. And then can you give us a little bit of a sneak peek? What speakers and courses are lined up for this year's fair? 
Um, absolutely. So just some sneak peeks. We, we have to keep our, our presenters on the download at this moment in time as we will be announcing them in a specific virtual bird fair campaign upcoming on social media. So you can watch out for those. But we'll be covering everything and more that we have previously covered at, at physical fairs. So photography courses, um, beginners bird courses, intermediate. Um, we're going to be having various artists involved, even speaking to us, um, some optics discussions, who has uh, the better binoculars, for example, um, different bird books and resources and apps, a little bit of a discussion around that. We, we aim to provide content that is appealing to all demographics, all ages, um, all races, regardless of where you are in the world. And we also have structured it that you are able to come and go as you please throughout the day. We obviously understand that no one wants to sit in front of a, a computer all day and uh, stare at a screen for the entire time. So it will be structured nicely that you can actually schedule what you want to watch and you will be reminded of when those shows are starting. And the, the great thing is, and this is both for the exhibitors and, and presenters, as well as the attendees, is that although we're launching the fair and it's going to be uh, broadcast on the 5th of September, the content and everything will be available for one month afterwards. So if there is something that you can or are not able to view or there's a store that you're not able to, to attend to on that specific day, you will be able to catch up, which is fantastic. It's something that a physical fair is unable to do. I know one of the highlights of all of the fairs has been fancy peacock he's always been doing really great stuff with the kids and i uh, know he did a kids walk the year i was there how are the kids communicates for what sort of activities are they going to be for the kids and how will that work yeah so unfortunately we can't take the kids for a physical walk yeah, that would be great i know we we like to keep kids entertained with physical activities but we do have a, a couple of options in line for the kids including you know kids beginner courses um as well as our Spring Alive campaign. So that's a BirdLife South Africa campaign itself, um, where we'll be looking at activities of how to build bird masks, for example, or provide content for coloring in and that sort of thing. So definitely there will be things for the kids to do. We wish we could take them for a walk physically with Fancy, but let's hope we can do it virtually for them too. I think one of the highlights of Bird Fair every year has been this coming together of the birding community. I've, that's always been the highlight for me is, you know, what's been great about social media, there's a lot of people you meet over social media, over Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and WhatsApp. And you come to this Bird Fair and it's like all the birders and uh, all the birders connect together. And that's the that's what I love about the Bird Fair how are the platform is going to provide for those who are tending to be able to connect with each other? Definitely. It's a, it's a huge thing for birders to discuss, you know, the latest and greatest technology or what they've seen or what to to do or where to go. And so the, the network networking element has been a, a strong focus of ours. There are going to be various mechanisms on the platform that people are able to engage with. So Attendees, for example, when you log in, you will be able to make contact with your friend right there and then and have a chat. So almost like a WhatsApp chat with them on the platform. You'll be able to engage with the speakers providing the content. So what we are enabling is people to be able to ask questions during the talk. 
and then the presenter can can answer those questions there and then or make sure that they can respond to the questions via the attendee profiles or via other uh, contact details. There are also going to be live chat functions. So for example, if you want to, you as an attendee want to speak to a specific exhibitor about a product, they will be able to write also such as uh, similar to WhatsApp straight away to say, I'm interested in this product. Can you please tell me more? And the exhibitor will be able to respond straight away. There are also opportunities for video face-to-face uh, -face chats. Obviously, there are constraints to all of this, including internet connection, for example, of the attendees, um, as well as it is dependent on on uh, the package, for example, that the exhibitors have taken out, which I know we will discuss at some point. But uh, all the functionalities that we can possibly bring to enhance and enable networking and communication between attendees, between exhibitors, sponsors, and speakers, we will enable or have been able to enable through this. It's as much as we can possibly do to actually bring the, the real life networking onto a virtual platform. So we spoke there about, you know, about why people should attend and that, and I think it's going to be a great fair this year. And but but let's just before we even before we chat about the different packages that are available to exhibitors, why do you feel that it's important for someone in the birding industry to exhibit at this year's bird fair? Yeah, I think it's a it's a brand new opportunity. I think if you're not exhibiting. Um, with us or at other types of virtual events, I think you are missing out on the opportunity, particularly considering the current conditions of, of business and operations at the moment. We are providing this platform free of charge to all our attendees. So if you want to log in and, and visit the fair and actually listen to, to the content and to browse the exhibitors, we aren't charging anything because we feel that the the brand awareness and the the association with with BirdLife South Africa itself is very rewarding. So the exhibitors and the presenters and those that are considering being part of it, I think it's a it's a fantastic opportunity for them to reach both their current audiences, so those that they have previously been able to target at a physical fair, as well as a completely new and much bigger audience. Um, as I mentioned previously, we're now not confined to Gauteng. We're now going to be reaching people all over South Africa and internationally. And I think what's enabled us or given the confidence to do that and should give the exhibitors and the presenters the confidence is our weekly webinars and the success that has been there from the start of lockdown with them. We're now reaching audiences all over the world who are tuning in weekly with probably about a minimum of banking on about a thousand viewers each week and that's just for an hour slot so the fact that you are able to promote your services promote your products and give awareness to your company in in conjunction with being associated with BirdLife South Africa is a fantastic opportunity that we can provide. So we spoke a little bit about the different packages that are available to exhibitors can you walk us through these packages and how each one will work? Sure thing so Similar to the physical fair where exhibitors needed to choose a, a package, it was sort of based on a tiered package approach. 
where you could get a, a piece of lawn at the botanical gardens and put your umbrella and come and, and showcase your products to us providing a marquee, for example, we doing the same with the, with the virtual fair. So there are three different packages available. They're all incredibly reasonably priced for the amount of awareness and traffic that we are able to, to generate. With a, a simple package just being able for you to showcase who you are as a company with your logo and everything, as well as all your contact and company details, access to your website if you do have one, and yeah, as I mentioned, a, a company description to a much higher level where you're able to have all of the above. So obviously showcase who you are, provide those company details. You'll be able to upload videos. So if you've got any marketing material for your specific company, you'll be able to upload that, that people can watch. Um, you'll be able to upload any documentation or brochures that you have, as well as then the functionalities of being able to engage with your audience. So that's where the, the live or real-time chats will come into play, where you're able to answer questions of anyone visiting your, your virtual booth. And yeah, even as I mentioned, some video conferencing options if, if that is a requirement. What is great is that throughout the show, obviously we um, will encourage people to visit the different stores, to visit the different exhibitors. Um, we aim, or it looks like we are having a, a very big response. So we will have different areas for people to visit. So whether it's a conservation area, a tourism area, or a product or retail area, um, and go visit the different exhibitors from there. So obviously, depending on which package suits both your budget and your needs, um, we should be able to accommodate you and you will be able to, to reach this new target and hopefully really bring some some excitement and and new features and new target audiences to your brand itself. And as far as I know, this concept has been done overseas already. Or was this, and have you been in contact with the guys overseas who have done this and, and how successful has it been? Yeah, that's also a fascinating uh, question. The uh, Bird Life International, the British Bird Fair is also going online and that I think is sometime in August. Um, so we have been monitoring them quite closely and and getting some tips and tricks there obviously there's not one one package that suits everybody put on a show like this um or to go online like this um there are various operational constraints and budget constraints and uh, time on the ground or effort that we need to be able to put in to accommodate such a thing but uh, definitely so there have been a few local events that have been taken online that we've been in contact with the organizers just to get a bit of background um, as well as international and throughout our process we've been in contact with various subject matter experts guiding us as to what would be our best solution for our supporters of BirdLife South Africa and for the birding in Africa itself. We, our aim of this specific bird fair is to um, make it a truly African bird fair. So previously we've always said it's an African bird fair, but because of travel and uh, reaching the rest of Africa has its limitations, we are able to do that far more effectively this year. So finally we are really producing a truly African bird fair. And we cannot wait to, to showcase our content and bring it to life for everyone. And is there a way that BirdLife South Africa supporters can get involved in the bird fair? 
Absolutely. Um, hopefully you'll be, you'll have all my contact details. So Julie Bailey, um, you can contact me on my emails. So Julie Bailey at birdlife.org.za and that's B-A-Y-L-E-Y. And, uh, or you can find me on social media, I'm sure, or just drop a, the, drop us a message on the BirdLife page on Facebook um, and just give us an indication of how you'd like to be involved or how you would like to attend or anything like that. And we'll be happy to, to interact with you. They are, there's going to be a lot of detail coming out in the next week or so of how you will be able to register. It's a very easy registration process. Um, and then you, how you will be able to log in. We will also provide, and I think this is key to anything that's new, we'll be providing a demo, so giving people the opportunity to log into the actual website, the, the platform that we're gonna be using, and to take some time to navigate around it, get used to it. It's no different from any other website, but it does make you a bit more comfortable before leading up to the event. Um, so yeah, watch the space. We we appreciate everyone who's been supportive and patient during this process. It's obviously been very new to all of us to to embark on this endeavor, um, but we are very excited and very enthusiastic from BirdLife South Africa's perspective. Yeah, Julie, I'm really excited. Really excited for this year's Bird Fair. I think it's gonna, like you rightly said, it's gonna open up a whole lot more exposure than there's ever been before because of the online reach. Um, it's been great having you on the show. Is there anything else you want to add before we before we end off? No, I don't think so, Adam. Um, thank you very much for taking the time to to have me on your show and to for us to be able to cover the bird fair itself. Um, as I said before, it's it's a very new concept to all of us. We are going to provide you with a very authentic experience as we take you on this journey of the Virtual African Bird Fair. And we can't wait to have everyone involved, however it may be, as an, as an attendee or an exhibitor or sponsor or um, content provider. Um, we, we look forward to it. Oh, thanks, Julie. I really appreciate you giving up your time. I know you're down on the Eastern Cape and it's a long weekend and I really appreciate you giving up your time. And we can't wait to hear about the speakers and the courses that are lined up. And we, we're really excited. We're waiting with bated breath to hear what's coming up for this year's Bird Fair. So be sure to head over to birdlife.org.za and click on the events tab to get more information about the fair. You can also email Julie on julie.bailey at birdlife.org.za. And don't forget, we are raising much-needed funds for the Mabula Ground Hornball Project throughout the month of August. Click on the link in the comments section of this podcast to give and stand in line to win some amazing prizes. All the necessary email addresses and websites from this podcast are in the comments section. We are proud to be working in association with Wild Books to help get you all the best birding resources at the best possible prices. If you would like to support the Birding Life Project and the resources that we are putting out, please click on the link either in the comment section of this podcast or on our social media posts. Your support helps us to improve and hopefully make a bigger impact. Be sure to head on over to our website, www.thebirdinglife.com and subscribe so you don't miss out. Do not forget to follow The Birding Life on Instagram and Facebook. I appreciate everyone that takes the time to interact with these accounts. Be sure to check out Bird Lasser and download the app on either iOS or Android 
and keep a life list while playing your part in social conservation, as well as Seropsy Optic, one of the world's leading producers of binoculars, monoculars and spotting scopes. So until next time, be blessed and happy birding.